0: You know, we can't sell if we're exhausted. We can't, you know, get on the phone or or walk into an office with the kind of energy and, and presence that we need if we're fried.
1: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to another fun episode of Flip Mouthful Podcast. I'm joined here again with Molly Fletcher. Molly has been on the podcast almost, I think, six months ago when she had just done the leader cast event. And I, I like fell in love with her talk around fearless and, and how do you go about making things happen. And she's the first female sports agent. She's done some really, really, really cool stuff. Her story is phenomenal. So if you go check out mollyfletcher.com, I think you're going to love fall in love with her. And she just wrote a new book called The Energy Clock. And I have a ton of questions on that because I'm someone that I've tried to like figure out. I've swings and I know I'm when I'm productive <laughs> sometimes and I'm crazy other times. So I want to really dig into this topic. So Molly, first of all, welcome to the show and we'd love for you to share a fun fact about yourself.
0: Awesome. Well, you're kind. It's great to see you again and be with you again. You know, a fun fact I would say is, you know, my husband and I had three kids in 12 months, (laughs) which, yeah, which people always are like, how does that work? And so we had one. And then when she was about five months old, I found out I was three months pregnant with twins. Wow. So we had, uh, and they're just a gift, of course, you know, so now they're teenagers, but three girls and just a miracle and amazing, but it was certainly a real life fire drill there for a little while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I, I remember, so I have two kids, and my crush is nine now, and my daughter, Kiara, she's five. And I remember after, so Kiara was born for four years. So I've forgotten the, the idea of like not able to sleep and still be able to go through the day. So four years later, I'm like, you know, fine. And then Kiara is out. And then I'm like, I go to the hair salon. And the the person who cuts, she's been doing my hair for like probably 10 years now. And she said, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what's wrong? You feel like you have like lost weight. (laughs) Your hair are way more gray. Like what's going on? It's like the first week. I'm like, I've just forgotten how to manage life with
0: kids. Oh, yeah, man. It's full time. It's awesome. it It is full time.
1: Yeah, so you wrote on uh, the next book on, on the energy clock, and, I've, and we have interviewed Daniel Pink. I know Daniel Pink is someone that you have met and interviewed for the book around his book on when as well. So first of all, bring us all just up to speed. Like, what is the energy clock? Why is it important?
0: Yeah, for sure. So it was interesting. As a sports agent for almost 20 years, I saw the way the greatest athletes prepared, the way they leaned into what is really a unique window of time. And what I learned and what I saw the best do was they knew that their performance was indicative, directly related and indicative of their ability to accurately and effectively manage their energy. And and that the best ones, you know, knew how to say no to the things that weren't most important for them to execute and, and, and say yes to the things that were. And they were incredibly intentional about managing their energy, not just you know, their time. And and then as I got more into the sort of the business world, right, you know, away for, from sort of the athletes per se, specifically, I began to sort of see a gap. And I thought, God, if business people could take the same mindset that athletes have around performance and energy management, wouldn't that be such a gift and such a blessing in their ability to deliver better results on their own field or court or course, right? So that's the impetus around the book. And you know, it's been really well received and and it's been so fun to hear, you know, stories from people that are leaning into the content of the book. It's a really easy, quick book to read and to to see people lean into it and have it impact their lives is, you know, is why I wrote it. So it's wonderful. That's, that's fantastic.
1: I, I've always found that, and, and I've, I think I've heard, uh, an article by Jeff Bezos, where he's like, well, he's now having meetings at a certain time of the day where yeah. he's really tuned into like the business of it. And he's not trying to have it at different times. I've heard people talk about like, well, I'm not a morning person, so I'm going to work at night. And that's the best thing that I could do because that just fires me up. Um, I've, myself personally, I've restarted getting up early in the morning because I've realized that that is my two hour before the kids wake up. Mm -hmm. That is the most creative time. That's when my mind really works Mm -hmm. and I get to do without distraction. If I do it late at night, I'm distracted with all the ideas and thoughts and conversations throughout the day. So is energy, how much of the working of the energy clock is food versus just time versus rest versus just figuring out who you really are?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a big fan of Daniel Books when I interviewed him on my podcast as well. And, you know, and he really goes in deep, you know, as Daniel always does in any of his books, there's a tremendous amount of data, tremendous amount of research, you know, around, uh, you know, the power of of being intentional about when you do certain things. You know, this book, and the reason we call it The Energy Clock is there's such a tight correlation between energy um, and, and and our calendars, right? And what we do and when we do it. And And so the, 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 the big idea really is, is getting people to get really clear on the things in their life that lift them up, right? What Mm -hmm. gives you energy, right? And I just sort of heard you say, you know, getting up in the morning, getting those couple hours in the day to really lock into your day before sort of everything gets going. So it's sort of saying, what are the things that give you energy mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, all of those things and, and we get people to gather all those thoughts, write all those down, and then what are the things that are sort of energy neutral, right? Like what are the things that just sort of exist in your life, but they're a necessary part of the way in which you show up and you know live inside of a world and a family that we live in, and then you know, and then it's like, what are the energy drainers, right? What are the things that maybe you see on your calendar and you're like, oh my gosh, right? Like it, it kill me now. I do not want to <laughs> have these things. You know, what are those things? And then what we help people do. Is is identify the things that lift them up, the things that are neutral, and the things that drain them. And we call them, you know, greens are the things that lift you up. You know, oranges are the things that are energy neutral, and 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 the reds are the things that drain you. And so we help people get intentional about how to actually schedule their days, their lives, to ensure that they have way more green, you know, in their days than anything else. And you know, it's an incredibly powerful thing when we can be intentional about making sure that the things that give us energy are part of our day. And thread it yeah. through our day, and we protect, you know, ourselves that way. So isn't that ironic?
1: though like the things we we probably intuitively know. So I'm, I'm curious. I know you run workshops, you speak a lot of time, and you you talk to executives and leaders all over the world on, on this topic and idea. How do people receive that at workplace? So think about the people who are listening to the podcast. Right, there are marketers and salespeople. Salespeople, like I mean, their job is hard, right? Like you know, if you're, somebody's cold calling. And things marketers are under the pressure of like get me results, get me leads, get me accounts, all these kind of things. How do they how do they manage that? How do they figure out the high low? Can that be applied not just in personal life but also work? Who is that? That just barked
0: and. Well, these are my two golden doodles that I was supposed to put uh, in uh, a kennel and I didn't. Uh, <laughs> apologize, but no. um, they are uh, they're a lot of fun, but they're young and puppies and, and lively. All right. Um, well, what are the names? Just so you, because know, I'm a huge fan of like gold noodles. Maggie and Breeze. All right. Breeze. So we have uh, two. My girls love them. Everybody said get them before your kids go to college because that's the reason your kids come home is for the dog, <laughs> not the parents. I don't know if that's true or not, but so I'm loading up on dogs. So my girls <laughs> come out with
1: Well, that them. that's the high energy. Like I, I get. It. Like that's what really brings them back. That is what keeps. Yeah. Them back.
0: Right. Exactly. Taking them for walks is a green for me. Right. Yeah. You know, so how, you know, what we know is that we don't, you know, I tell a story a lot of times when I speak about a client that I had who called me all the time, right? And salespeople mark, you know, can relate to this, right? So this, this client in particular was absolutely exhausting. I mean, she called me two, three times a day. I mean, it was a total grind every time she called. It was almost like the deals were never enough, right? That the brands were the right brands. It wasn't the right time. I mean, it was just, a drainer. And what I found was the amount of energy I was putting into that particular relationship was significant. And and so I asked myself a question that Tom Izzo, a longtime client, the head coach at Michigan State, Tom always says to his players every season, he says, you better be better than your problems, right? In, in, in other words, you better be so good, right? You're worth sort of any trouble. And 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 so you know, to me, what it's about is saying, are we putting our energy in the right places? And what I found in that particular situation was, boy, I either need to realign the expectations around this relationship, maybe even let it go, because I'm not sure she's better than her problems. Because at the time, I had 300 other athletes and coaches, right? I had a team of agents serving our athletes, and so it, it, you know, what I ended up actually doing in that particular situation, although there's certainly lots of sort of stories. I let that go. And, and it was really powerful because what I found was the amount of energy I was giving that relationship was actually more than I even realized. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I always ask people, you know, who calls you and you look down at your phone, right? So this is a good one for salespeople. You look down at your phone and you see their name and, and you're like, no, you don't go. What, what, are you, what do you want? Right. And, and you see their name and you want to hit decline.
1: Yeah. You know, that's
0: the red, right? That's somebody that's taking you to the red. And so, being more intentional about managing our energy around those kinds of relationships is key because I believe at scale, that's not sustainable. Yeah. Over time, that's not sustainable. And the impact is significant because if we keep flooding and giving energy to that relationship, now we're compromising probably the way in which we're showing up for the other relationships that maybe matter more in our lives. So, you know, my, my challenge to people listening or salespeople listening is, are, are you putting your energy against the right relationships? Because in, you know, in sales, it's all about connection. It's all about relationships. And it, and, and all of that takes a lot of energy. Yeah. It takes a ton of energy. I, I, and I'm,
1: I, and I can, I'm just trying to get through my head right now. Is thinking about like, I need to make a list of like, what are my energy like givers and, and, and people around who you spend time with, because yes, there are meetings or there are conversations that would totally make me think like, I wish this is not happening today. Or can we reschedule it? And I mean, those are all the things that just means that you're burning calories and (laughs) and And yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, and I believe particularly, you know, we want to make sure that probably 75% or 80% of our days of our calendars are green, Mm -hmm. right? Really. I mean, that is sustainable. That is probably a life that's aligned with putting our energy against uh, the the values. Um, You know, I believe it's important to align our values with where we put our energy. You know, a lot of times we see people get to the end of their life and you know, they're at their 90th birthday party and, uh, you know, we hear these stories, we, we, we see it and we know, and, and, and maybe they think, oh I wish I would have given more energy to, to sort of this or that. And, and so I think it's just important to pause and be intentional. And that's what this book, you know, is intended to do is help people pause and say, am I being intentional mm. about the way in which I'm showing up for the things that matter most in my life?
1: Oh, I love that. You, you threw out a stat that says, well, I mean, or just a number saying that, and I was about to ask you that question is like, is there a healthy amount? Because you can't be 100% green. Like I, I think about that as like, all right, like this person is like, you know, like me, who's a dreamer. I'll be just dreaming all day long, do nothing. I'll be right. putting a long chair out there and just, you know, drinking my chai tea and just dreaming about <laughs> stuff. But clearly that's not going to pay the bills and that's right. not gonna- Right. So, right. there is, a, there is, is there is any amount of the other things, the, the normal, the orange, the, the, I mean is there a healthy mix for somebody to like, all right, I need to keep an audit of it, and I need yeah. to keep it at this level, um, otherwise it's not healthy?
0: Well, and, and I think that's where you've got to lean into yourself, too, and just, ha- you know, how do I feel? So, what I encourage people to do is look, you know, h- color-code their calendars, then at the end of every week, look back at their calendars and say, you know, how did I do? Right. And and, and then okay. begin to look forward and sort of look back, reflect um, and do a bit of an audit on how you did, how you felt. Right. Do you need to be more intentional about getting a little bit more green in your days? And, and, and I also encourage people, most importantly, because if we don't figure out where we put our time, the world will right? Mm -hmm. And we'll end up reacting to all these things that show up on our calendars and in our lives. And particularly as leaders, things just show up on our calendars. Yeah. (laughs) So if you don't block it out or protect it, somebody will take that time. So, you know, I think at the core, it's saying, what are the things that give you energy? Go out 30 days in your calendar and protect that time. You know, if it's a run every single morning, if it's a quiet time, if it's a prayer, if it's mass, or if it's, you know, blocking off time, you know, in, in, in the evenings to, to, to be with your children or your husband or your, your spouse or, you know, all my children are in sports and all of those things are on my calendar so that I protect those times and I can be present a, a, in those moments in their lives which will come and go. And so, you know, it, it's also about to tactically going out and protecting the time, going out and protecting the greens in your life. You know, and then I think you've got to say, you know, I tell a story sometimes, it might be in the book where I talk about, you know, sometimes there's reds that are inevitable in order to get to a green, right? Like, so in other words, I remember once I took a red eye from Vegas because my daughter was in a play early the next morning, you know, and I, and I, and I knew full well, wow, man, I'm going to be smoked when I get to school for that. So I was very intentional about protecting my energy when I was in Vegas for an event, and 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 really just was intentional about taking care of myself so that when I got on that red eye, I was full green, like mm-hmm. totally feeling awesome, so that I wasn't at, you know empty when I when I showed up you know for my daughter's play. So you know that's the the you know, sort of the interesting thing about the way we all live our lives, right? We can go from a red to a green and a green to a red in a millisecond, and so the more that we can anticipate and plan inside of that, the more that we can protect you know certainly our energy.
1: Oh, I love that one of the things that I started to do and, and wrote down about like the calendar, I didn't do that for a majority of my career of blocking times on the calendar. I just thought, well, my time is my team's time. And yeah. so I need to be like fully available every amount, every minute possible for my team. I just thought that that was the best servant leadership that I could do. I couldn't be further wrong from that. Uh, right. Because when I realized that there was a meeting specific, this is about two years ago. I remember walking in that meeting and just, what well, I was drained. I wasn't like, like up to speed. Right. I just, just wasn't drained. And that, and there's a whole leadership team sitting there and I could see their energy levels kind of dissipate because of me. So sure. I not only caused myself to, to be deflated and, and walk in a meeting, I should have just not been there, canceled yep. it, rescheduled it. Yep. There was fifty million things I could have done with it, but I didn't do anything. I just decided to show up because I thought that's what I got to do. But yep. without the energy there, I realized that my energy in that, at least in that setting, clearly contributed to their energy going up or down. And right. I, I just totally see that. And I made a promise that day, like, I'm never going to show up like this, like as if I'm what not excited. And it wasn't that I wasn't excited. I just was exhausted.
0: Yeah.
1: So yep. when did that happen? Well, How and
0: are, right. And you can't, you know, we can't sell if we're exhausted. We can't, you know, get on the phone or, or walk into an office with the kind of energy and, and presence that we need if we're fried. So, and, and in the world that we live in today, I think it's harder than ever. But to me, managing our energy is a controllable. I mean, there's things in life we can control and there's things in life we can't. And I think the more intentional we can be about it, the more we can control uh, something that is incredibly important to, to drive connection and in turn results. Yeah, you know, I saw the baseball players, I mean, you know, at the highest level, when you, when, you, when you have your name on the back of a jersey and you're making $10, $15, 20000000 million a year, right? Your phone rings a lot. Yeah. People want a lot of things from you. And what I saw the, the best ones do, the ones that got to the big leagues or got to the NFL or, you know, were on the PG tour, the LPG, the ones that got there and stayed there mm. were the ones that managed their energy the best. They're the ones that knew exactly what it took for them to be able to deliver. Consistently, and they learned how to get really, really clear on that, and then they had the discipline to say no Mm -hmm. to the things that weren't aligned with driving toward the results that mattered most. Because they said, "Look, the truth is, you know, if I don't make cuts, all this goes away, right? Like if I don't, you know, strike out guys. If I'm John Small, it all goes away. So I have to be in. I have to ensure that 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 I can't. I don't say yes to everything because if I get out on the mound and I don't throw strikes it's all over anyway. Yeah. And I think it's the same for us in business people. Like we, we have to, you know, know what matters, knows, know what needs to happen now and what maybe can, can wait. And and I think doing it all well, recognizing that we're human beings. Right. And so, you know, this whole balance thing is complicated today. Right. And, you know, it is such a blurred line and there is so much gray and, you know, I think the the story I tell myself when I say no to something that looks and seems really really fun, uh, from a business perspective, I, I also pause and I say, you know what I'm doing though. I'm saying no to that, but I'm saying yes to being at my daughter's tennis match. Yeah. And when I'm standing at her tennis match, I'm going to be so pumped that I'm there, not sort of at this other thing. And and it, it may sound ridiculous, but you know, when when I was an agent, I mean you know, guys would get called up to the big leagues, right? Coaches will get fired. They get hired. They'd have big moments. They'd have their first game. They'd have their first, you know, pitch in the big leagues. They'd have their first at bat in the big leagues. They'd be, you know, it'd be a Sunday and they're going into Sunday and they're leading a tournament. And so as you know, it came up all the time, Mm. right? Should I get on an airplane and fly there and be there in case they win this tournament? You know, is, is that where I should put my energy? Or would it be better spent, you know, being with them on Monday, planning and anticipating now that we've gotten a win what does this look like and how do we so i just think it's something that i hope this book brings to to the surface for people you know to think about and 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 most importantly be intentional so so that they live their life with no regrets
1: yeah that's the hardest part that is the hardest part so i got a whole bunch of things and i want to leave you i'm going to summarize maybe two big ideas from what we just talked and I want you to share a challenge so people can just do something like today or tomorrow as yeah. soon as they listen and do something about it. So the two big ideas, I love the quote, you better be better than your problems. <laughs> I think that is so good. Cool. It should be on a plank somewhere. Uh, it's like, you that better is
0: be better. Those man, that's not mine, by the way. Yeah. yeah,
1: that is like so good. That is so good. I, I love that. You, you also mentioned that I've started to pay more attention to is that, that just the power of being intentional. And I think it's, it's really hard. I think people look at um, the people who are successful and, and they sometimes think that, oh, wow, overnight success. That's awesome. Good for her or him. No, like all, it's a journey, probably a decade long. And Angela Rob, who's a common friend between us, uh, when she was on the podcast, she said something around this was like, hey, you know what? You need to learn or people need to learn to put their head down for a decade before yeah. and, and work <laughs> on their craft. For a yeah. decade, not a day, a week, a month, a year, no, for a decade, and then yeah. lift up. And you would see that you're so further ahead as opposed to every two minutes, squirrel, squirrel, and, and you will yeah. never <laughs> be able to get anywhere. So it, I think it, this, this idea of power of being intentional it, yeah. is real. Um, and then the, the, the other big part that I felt like of all of this to me is that, man, we got to be protecting our time. That is the only asset we got. It's not coming back. You know, this is just so... That- you're working your energy clock, your, your time is your clock. So you got to figure that out. So those are my big takeaways. We'll have it in the show notes. we will have a link to your book uh, and cool. your website as well in there. What is the one challenge you want to give to everybody listening?
0: I would challenge you people to identify, you know, between five and seven things that give them energy. Ident- write those down, write those five or seven things down that give them energy. And, and one way to think about it is mentally, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, what gives you energy? then go out for the next 30 days in your calendar and block time off to be able to spend time on those things that give you energy. And then tell me at the end of those 30 days, if you're happier, if you're more connected, right? If you're more grounded, if you're more fulfilled, and what we're finding with people is at the end of 30 days, just 30 days, that's all it takes of doing that you know, we're hearing things like I'm more fulfilled. I'm more connected with the things that matter most. Um, I'm more aligned in, in in regards to to the things that I value and, and and where I'm putting my energy. So that's my big
1: challenge. I love that. I'm up. I'm taking that. Uh, You're that in? This is good. We- this is good. And you know, you'll get an email from me. I'm putting that on uh, right okay. now. Uh, where can people find you?
0: Yeah, for sure. MollyFletcher.com, And I'm on Twitter, Molly Fletcher. And but if they go to MollyFletcher.com or tweet me directly and or you know send me a note on Twitter, Instagram, all that, if it's all under Molly Fletcher. And then our podcast is Game Changers with Molly Fletcher. Anywhere you know podcasts are found.
1: That is awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Molly. I really appreciate it. I love the challenge that you gave. I'm taking that on. And I love the
0: idea of just being intentional. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.
1: You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast.